Welcome to the C3 Church Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. We are excited to be here and are looking forward to the conference tomorrow night and Tuesday night. It's called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And I know this is not a big, exciting thing for most men. Most men hate these things and for lots of good reasons. But guys, you'll enjoy this one. This is not one of these marriage seminars that beats up on men for not being like women. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you women egg this on. All you have to do is ask most women to describe their ideal man. Listen to them. They will describe another woman. Someone who's sensitive, likes to go shopping. Da, la, 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 la. They describe their favorite girlfriends. But men make terrible girlfriends. We can, however, make great men. Give me a hoo amen. That's a man's amen. We are not broken, sick, disgusting perverts. We're just men. Praise God. And God made us this way on purpose. And you guys will enjoy it. We're going to have a lot of fun. Actually, I spend most of my time explaining the world of men to women. Most of these conferences spend all their time trying to get men to understand women. An exercise in futility. <laughs> a man will never understand a woman. Most women can't understand women. <laughs> women are very complicated. Men are simple. S-E-X, simple. <laughs> it's very simple. And we're going to explain the world of men to you women. Give me a hua. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. All right. So. <laughs> now they asked me this morning to, to speak on relationships, marriage. I said, well, I'm going to be doing that Monday and Tuesday. And so, well, you know, we kind of like it if you did it. So I, I'm, I'm going to do that this morning. Tonight, we're going to be speaking to singles. How many single people do we have here? That's right. Y'all need to come tonight. All right. You need to learn about crazy before you get there. Unless you want to stay single, which is fine. I don't have any problem with that. But uh, if you want to be married, good Lord, <laughs> use your brains. Anyway, we're going to talk about that tonight. So I thought, well, marriage, I just talk about marriage. I don't want to just repeat what I'm going to say in the seminar. So I, I came up this morning, I popped awake at 4 o'clock this morning. I said, okay, I, I got some ideas. I came up with the Beatitudes of marriage. Marky's Beatitudes of marriage. I just say that because everything starts with B. All right. What was that? Is that a phone? Really? Wow. Turn them off. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Unless it's for me, I can take that. All right. So let's go through our Beatitudes of marriage very quickly this morning. You want a successful marriage? Number one, be nice. Everybody say nice. Be nice. Something matter with you people. Some of you are so puking mean to each other. You wonder why your marriage stinks. Just be nice. And people are always coming up to me asking me for advice. Pastor, should I do this or should I do that? I don't know which one's nice. Just be nice. Well, my, I agree I gotta go to my father-in-law's and I can't stand him and I don't think I should have to go there. What's the nice thing to do? Just go, shut up, be nice. All right? Just be nice. There is this incredible attitude of, of I should get what I want. Whatever I want it in marriage. And no wonder it's destroying so many marriages. Marriage isn't about you. It's about the two of you. Somebody say amen. amen. 
You don't want to be inconvenienced in life? Stay single. <laughs> Marriage is about being inconvenienced. Hallelujah. Be nice. Be nice. And I talked about this last night, but one of the greatest traps, one of the most poisonous pieces of, of advice ever given to people about marriage in Western culture, which I believe is responsible for the vast majority of divorces in America today. This one terrible, stupid piece of advice. You have to be honest with how you feel. I just have to be honest with how I feel. So you get all these couples emotionally vomiting all over each other all the time. Stop it. Your mama was right. If you don't have something good to say, don't say it. Well, I just have to be honest with how I feel. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> be quiet. My wife and I just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. Yes, yes. What a lucky girl. <laughs> and people always ask, how have you been married for 40 years? I always say, because we're not honest with how we feel. Of all the terrible piece of advice, honestly, stop it. I'm sure there's mornings my wife wakes up and looks at me and feels like she's been blessed by God. I'm sure there's mornings she wakes up, looks at me, and is convinced she married the spawn of hell. A simple good morning will suffice. I don't need to hear all that. It is the dumbest piece of advice people have ever thrown upon a generation of people. Honest with how you feel. For heaven's sakes, only in marriage are we so incomprehensibly, immeasurably stupid. In no er other area of life would you think so foolishly. In fact, your key to being successful in any area of life is directly tied to how little you listen to your feelings. Anybody ever go to school? You feel like studying? You know who felt like studying? All the ones who flunked out of school. They listen to their feet. I don't feel like something. I don't feel like this. These musicians up here playing this morning is fabulous. Wasn't it? Great job. Yeah. How many of you would love to play like that? No, you wouldn't. You liars, put your hands down. You just like to play like that. What you don't want to do is do what they did, which is spend hour after obnoxious hour of going na 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 na. It would drive a normal person insane. That's why musicians are not normal. Very odd people over there. Yes, yes. They don't ask themselves, do they feel? You just do it. People who are successful in business never ask themselves, do they feel like working? Nobody feels like working. Stop this feeling stuff. Can you imagine people tomorrow morning deciding to go to work based on how they feel? <laughs> Calling up their boss and saying, listen, boss, listen, I'd, uh, I'd really love to come to work. I really would, but uh, I, I, I'm not feeling it. And, and, and quite frankly, I feel you're an idiot. That's it. <laughs> Can you imagine soldiers out on the front line in battle and the sergeant yells, charge! And one of the soldiers gets up and says, listen guys, I'd love to charge. 
I, I really would. I've been pro-charging for some time now. And, and I've been rehearsing charging for a very long time with you. I'm, I'm pretty good at it, you know, but I, I just don't think it would be fair to you if I charged at this time because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling it. They take a gun out and shoot you in the head. Stop with the feeling stuff. Good night. Be nice. Everybody say nice. A marriage license is not permission to be mean. A marriage license is not permission to not live out your faith. Some of you guys in church, you are the sweetest, smilingest people in the world. Until we get you home. When you go psycho crazy on each other. Stop it. Be nice. What's the matter with you? I'm married. I don't have to be nice. Yes, you do. Be nice. Number two, be content. Be content. You didn't get the person you thought you'd get. Shut up. Just be content. You know that verse of scriptures in Philippians where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. We often quote that verse as a verse of being able to be a great overcomer. You know, well, it's not really the context of that verse. There's lots of verses like that, moving mountains, trusting God, nothing will be impossible to you, all that kind of stuff. But every time you say, I can do all things through Christ, it's not that kind of verse. If you'll read what he says just before it, he says, I've learned the secret. Everybody say secret. I've learned the secret. What is it? I've learned to be content no matter what happens in my life. Whether I'm hungry, whether I've got food, whether I've got nothing to wear, wear, no place to stay, it doesn't matter to me anymore because I have learned the secret to be happy no matter what my circumstances are. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you quote that means I can handle life when it really stinks. That's really the context of that verse. Don't tell me you cannot be content unless you get something the way you want it. If you're not content, you think, well, my key is if I'll just get what I want, then I'll be content. No, you won't. You need to learn to be content no matter what your circumstances. Be nice, be content, which means to be the next one. Be happy. If you think you can't be happy until something changes, you'll always be a victim in your life. You'll always be a victim. For heaven's sakes, just be happy. I can't be happy. You don't know the idiot I married. <laughs> He's not Satan, but he's his cousin. <laughs> really, you can't be happy. What exactly? I'm just, I'm curious to what people think is going to happen on Judgment Day. How are you going to feel when you're right behind thousands of people who get up on Judgment Day, who their lives were destroyed because of their faith, whose children were murdered in front of their eyes, who were thrown to the lions and ripped to pieces and yet filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And you're turning it, well, I couldn't be happy because my husband wouldn't pick up his underwear. <laughs> really, you can't be happy because of what somebody else does, that's wrong. You should be able to be happy no matter what. You are a born-again child of God. Underwear notwithstanding. You can be happy, be happy. Or well, can't be happy unless something changes. No, I'm telling you, if you do that, you will always be a victim. Do, do you know, do you, have you ever noticed that some people's lives are always under attack? 
Maybe you're one of those people. You're always under attack. And other people's like, they're never under attack. Do you know why? Because you're an easy mark. Satan knows that if he just throws something out of whack, you're going to be all miserable. So he comes at you all the time. Then there's the crazy people that stay happy no matter what. The devil gets mad and says, oh, he's an idiot. Forget it. Leave him alone. Move on. You need to learn to be happy. The devil leave you alone if you start determined I'm going to be happy no matter what my circumstances are. Be nice. Be content. Be happy. You want to have a great marriage? Be connected. Get some friends. <laughs> some of you people. Just get some friends. Well, I got friends. I got my friends. And she's got her friends. That's your problem. You need to find some friends that you both share. And then talk out you're crazy with them. Are you listening to me? But we live in this crazy Western culture idea that, you know, this is our marriage. Nobody should know our business. This is our business. Nobody should know our business. This is our business. Nobody should know our business. You're crazy. You live on an island, just the two of you. You will turn into cannibals. <laughs> and you'll eat each other. You will. Marriage was never designed to be two people on an island. No wonder some of y'all are so miserable. Get some friends. Get a life. Talk to people. A lot of you spend all kinds of money on counseling and suck the brains out of your pastors with marriage counseling. Pastor, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And if you would just get some friends, talk your stupid out with them. Because when you two, just the two of you get so close you can't think. You get with your friends, how you do? Ah, we've been fighting. Why? Because I, I want the thermostat at 20. And she wants it at 22. Your friends might say, well, have you thought about 21? <laughs> no, I, I'd never considered that, actually. I'm telling you, there is so much health. The first thing you will notice is that you're not as crazy as you think you are. Because they have the same stupid problems. In fact, they might have worse problems, and then you'll feel better leaving them. Oh, we were bad. They're insane, man. We got it pretty good. Talk it through. Quit living on an island just by yourself. I love my problems. I love my, my precious, my precious. I love my problems. Where's my precious? I think some of you like to be miserable. Stop it. Be nice, be content, be happy, be connected. Next one is be prepared. Life bites. It's hard. Has anyone noticed life is hard? Anybody out there? But yet you're shocked when life is hard. The writer of Hebrews writes to the church, he says, why are you acting like what's happening to you is some unusual thing? They were saying, we're going through this terrible trial. He's going, really? So what? You didn't know this was going to happen? Jesus gave us lots of wonderful promises. Here's one you probably didn't quote this morning. You probably did not get up and say, Lord, I'm standing on this verse today. Here's a promise Jesus gave you. In this life, you will have tribulation. Lord, I'm standing on that verse today. We're going to have lots of tribulation today. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm just believing everything's going to go wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. In this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. 
you're going to have problems. You're shocked. You're shocked when you have problems. What did you think was going to happen? That everything was going to go perfectly for the next 80 years? Be prepared. And the truth is a lot of problems are just cyclical. This is where you women come unglued. Come on, it's cyclical. You just can't stand. I keep having the same problems with that man. I keep having the same. I'm tired of the same problems. Why do we keep having the same problems? Because he's still alive. All right? Hang in there. He'll die eventually. Praise God. It's cyclical. You get so mad when you keep visiting the same issues. Oh, I know because I talk to you girls. It just drives you crazy. We got to say, it's life. It's cyclical. Of course, you're going to have the same issues over and over and over and over and over until he's dead. That's life. Quit freaking out. Everything in your life is cyclical. You don't vacuum your house last week and then this week go, <laughs> I, I got to vacuum again. I don't understand it. I just, <laughs> I just vacuum. I got to vacuum again. Life is cyclical. Especially you women, you even have your own cyclicals. <laughs> you'd think you'd be comfortable with this concept. You're right. You're going to revisit the same things ad nauseum. Welcome to life. <sighs> be nice. Be content. Be happy. Be connected. Be prepared. And be proactive. The Bible says God is not mocked. Everybody say mocked. God will not be mocked. What's he talking about? He says you will reap what you sow. See, my life stinks. Why? Because you're doing stinking things. It's just that simple. I'm amazed how people have no connection between what they do and what they get. All they know is they don't have what they want. And they have no idea why they can't have it. No connection. They don't figure out it's because of what you didn't do in the first place. It's like a farmer who he sits there and his fields are horrible. They're full of weeds and rocks because he never does anything. But he's right in the middle of all these farms that are just immaculate. And they're just perfect. And the farmer gets depressed and goes, <laughs> and he goes to his pastor and says, Pastor, my field is just all this not fair. They have nice fields. What's wrong with my field? Well, you didn't weed it. You didn't move the rocks. You didn't do the work. Some of you guys are terrible at this. My wife's not happy. Well, I wonder why. You spend any time with her? No. Have you helped her? No. Have you gone on a date recently? No. And then you wonder why your wife's not happy. You wonder why your life stinks. Some of you do nothing. You do nothing. So you're just dreading. You're trying to think of every reason in the world not to go to this conference Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> I, 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 I got to comb my hair that night or something. You know, I got got to watch the goldfish, don't we? We got to do something, you know. Seriously, how about you do something? 
Besides, guys, you'll like this conference. There's no workbooks. You don't have to take any notes. There'll be no breakout sessions. You don't have to say anything to anybody. It's the perfect seminar for men because you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just sit and laugh. It'll be fun. Well, I don't want to go. It's like someone who, who comes in and he's coming out. I, I haven't gotten paid. I, I haven't. I, I, you come to HR. I, I have not been paid for three weeks. What, well, did you come to work? Well, no. Well, you quit coming to work. You quit getting paid. Well, that's not fair. It's like someone who stinks. They never take a bath. They never bathe. They never bathe and they just smell horribly and they don't have a clue. They come to the pastor, pastor, nobody likes me. They say I stink. I hug people and they pass out, you know. I, I thought they were being slain in the spirit, but apparently not. I don't know. I, I was trying to minister to them. What's wrong, pastor? I don't know. Have you taken a bath lately? I'm telling you, I know people hate hearing that. They hate it. Those of you right now, your life really stinks. You are already mad at me. Because they do not want to even begin to comprehend or put together that the reason where they're at, where they're at in life is because of what they did to get there. Life is not an accident. You have what you have on purpose. The marriage you have, you have on purpose. It's either because of what you did or did not do. Of course, in all fairness, a lot of people don't know what to do today. Well, that's what we're going to show you tomorrow night. It's not that complicated. It's not easy, but it's not complicated. But if you don't do it, you'll never get what you get, want in life. All right? So, be nice, be content, be happy, be connected, be prepared, be proactive. Be clear. <laughs> and you women, <laughs> be clear. Well, if he really loved me, he would know what I need. <laughs> Seriously, put down the drugs, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> Be clear. Stop this fuzzy, hazy wall that he's got to fight through to figure out what in the world you want. You want to know how to succeed with a man? I'm about to tell you three things. This you might want to take notes for. How to get a man to do what you want him to do. Y'all ready? Number one, girls, ask for what you want. But if he really loved me, he'd know what I... No. Ask for what you want. Men do not have ESP. We have ESPN. It's totally different. Number one, you got to ask what you want. Number two, you got to ask more than once. Why is that? Why is that? Who cares why? I tell you, 80% of the questions I'll get from women are, why is that? Why is that? Who cares? As if you understanding why is going to change anything. It doesn't matter. 
Do you know why when I speak, this breaks it down into little bits of digital information, throws it over to those guys, they manipulate it, runs through so amplifiers, comes out the top. Do you really know why? No. It just happens. Who cares? These guys know why. A lot of you have no idea. What difference does it make? Why is that? Why is it just, you got to ask him more than once. Asking a man to do something once is like never having asked him to do it at all. <laughs> just ask him again. Well, I got to ask 20 times before he does it. Great, now you know how it works. I'm telling you, a lot of the reason you girls get so mad is because you married a man. <laughs> He's not a woman. Women figure it out. They just walk in the door. They can tell what needs to be done. You mention to it one time, they just run away. Well, whoop these stinking do for you. <laughs> We're men. First of all, you have to understand, we don't want to do what you want us to do. <laughs> have you ever considered that? Why doesn't he do it? We don't want to. <laughs> if we wanted to, we'd have done it already. <laughs> so you got to ask and ask again, and then ask again, and then ask again, and ask again, and remind again until he does it. So number one, ask for what you want. Number two, ask more than once. Number three, ask without insulting. Can't you do this for me? Can't you do that for me? Can't you pick up the laundry? It's very insulting to a man, particularly when he knows that you know he can. <laughs> Can't you pick up your underwear? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I would love to. I, I just, I can't. Because I know some of you spiritual girls out there, that's hogwash. If he was a godly man, it was truly a godly man. I wouldn't have to do any of that. Really? You mean God? You mean like God? If he was more like God, you wouldn't have to do that. Is that what we're thinking? If he was more like God. Well, let's think about that for a minute, shall we, ladies? Forget about your stupid husband for a minute. <laughs> let's talk about your relationship with God. If you want something from God, what's the first thing you have to do? You have to ask for what you want. Even though Jesus said, God knows what you want before you ask him. But if you don't ask him, you ain't getting jack squat out of God. <laughs> Number two, Jesus taught us that you need to ask more than once. Ooh, that proves God's a man right there. Why is that? Why do we have to pray more? What? I don't know. Who cares why? Number three, you don't insult God when he doesn't show up according to your timetable. Hey! <laughs> Apparently, your husband's more godly than you thought. 
your problem is you want to hold your husband to a higher standard than Almighty God. No wonder you're so miserable. Be nice, be content, be happy, be connected, be prepared, be proactive, be clear. Second to the last one. Be doers of the word. You're people of faith. Be doers of the word. Now when it comes to being doers of the Bible, it says be doers of the word, not hearers only. Now Chuck Swindoll, you guys all know who he is? Ever heard of him? Big preacher out in the States. He said this, so get mad at him. But I agree with him 100%. He says, my experience has been when it comes to this issue, men tend to be doers of the word, whereas women tend to just be hearers. Let me explain. You see, when a man hears the truth, he immediately feels compelled to act upon that truth and do the right thing. So he counters that by not listening. <laughs> it's true. Some of you have husbands, you can't come to church. You say, oh, I don't want to hear it. Right? That's what he said. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. No, I don't want to hear it. That's why some of you guys don't want to come to this conference. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Just check your medication. It'll be fine. Women, on the other hand, love to hear it and keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, but don't do it. For example, if I quote the Bible, the Bible says very little about marriage, by the way. This, what you're hearing today is not what the seminar is coming. I'm preaching at you this morning. Tomorrow night, you're just going to laugh your butts off, all right? You'll be totally buttless when you leave. All right. Some of you, that'll be a good thing, but anyway... <laughs> the conference is not very preachy I'm just, I'm just going to show you how to understand each other men, women, the world, how it all works it's very non-preachy you got, you know, people who are not Christians bring them, they will love this they will love this heathens love me alright but if you're going to be a Christian you need to be a doer of the Son. the Bible says very little about marriage here's one thing that it does say if I've said to you men you need to love your wife like Christ loves the church. Most of you go, <sighs> okay. That's most men's response. They get it. They get it. They hear it. Once they hear it, okay, I got to do it. But if I say you women need to respect your husbands, you know what I get? Well, what do you mean by respect? Do you have a Bible about respect? Bible study about respect? Do you have a book written about respect? Do we have a small group session about respect? Do we have a women's conference about respect that we can all go to? Asking over it. Listen, asking lots of questions doesn't make it spiritual. Are you hearing me? At some point, you just got to do it. Okay? And all the whys, who cares about the whys? It doesn't really matter. And then finally... Be nice, be content, be happy, be connected, be prepared, be proactive, be clear, be doers, and finally, be dead. Say, <laughs> so what do you mean about that? You know, it's impossible to read the New Testament. And I, and I promise you, a lot of people's problems, they don't read the Bible. They read about the Bible. They jump around and read their favorite verses in the Bible. They listen to crazy people like me talk about the Bible, but they don't actually sit and read. You need to read it. You need to get it and just read it in context. You cannot possibly read the New Testament without running into over and over again the concept of lay down your life, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, crucified with Christ. There's one truth about the New Testament is God wants to kill you. 
Not the physical you, but the selfish part of you. That's why Jesus gave the parable and said, if you take a seed and you plant it and it doesn't die, it will remain alone. Boy, if that doesn't describe a lot of people today, even though they're married, so lonely. Pastor, it's so dark in here. <coughs> I keep breathing in dirt. <coughs> I can't see anything. I can hardly move. I just, Pastor, what should I do? Die already. <laughs> because if you will let go and let God, the Bible says new life will burst out of you. You'll climb through the dirt and break into the light of his glorious sunshine. Hallelujah. But you can't get there if you won't let go. Do you know why the Bible says we need to die to ourselves? Because dead people are very easy to get along with. They are. You can ignore them all day. They don't care. You can poke them with a stick. They never hit you back. They're dead. Now, it's easier said than done. Nobody likes to die. Nobody wants to die. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. But you can't get there unless you die. You can't truly get to what I'm talking about as people of faith if you don't learn to die. You need, you're not going to get everything you want. Sorry to break this to you. You can't get everything you want. In fact, God isn't even concerned about you getting everything you want. In fact, it's worse than that. He wants you to die to what you want. The message of Christianity is we need to learn to die to ourselves. And there's no more perfect institution designed to kill you than marriage. <laughs> because you cannot do it and stay selfish. It's impossible. And all marriages end for one reason and one reason only. Somebody gets selfish. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, your kindness, your grace in our lives. Lord, tough words this morning, but Lord, sometimes we just need a little medicine before we can get well. Help us, Lord, to understand you get to a great marriage on purpose. It's not the result of finding some magical soulmate. It's not the result of getting everything you want. It's about just doing life with somebody else because two are better than one. And it's hard. Lord, it's hard to die to ourselves. Nobody wants to die. We all want what we want, but Lord, help us to learn the secret, the glorious, wonderful secret that most people in the world don't know. Sadly, most Christians don't know the secret of being content wherever we're at, with whoever we're with. Help us to do life. Help us to learn to die to ourselves, to let go and to let God so that out of this dirt we can break through into your glorious, warm, and energizing sunshine. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Bless you. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church podcast. Visit us online at myc3church.net. Join us next time for more great teaching.